The following Shi'or has been delivered by Rabbi Shaul Hamawi of Lakewood, New Jersey, and has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. For more Shi'urim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Parashat Lech Lecha. This week's parasha <coughs> speaks about a very, very important mitzvah and a very dear mitzvah for all of, all of B'nai Israel throughout the world, throughout the generations. And, I mean, when I say all of B'nai Israel, that means it doesn't matter which circles, it doesn't matter what, what, where they're holding in, in, in Judaism. It's a very, very dear mitzvah for everybody, which is none other than the mitzvah of Brit Milah, and we know that the Gemara says that the reason why the, we're so strong with this mitzvah, even though it might be a little bit of a hard mitzvah for a parent, you know, to, to do for a son, <coughs> but it's a kind of it's a, it's a mitzvah that Ben Israel were mekabel b'simcha. They accepted this mitzvah with happiness, and therefore the Gemara says that it lasted forever and ever. With uh, with everybody and everyone, everyone's very strong with this mitzvah. Besides for that, the, the Shulchan Aruch, when he starts off the halachot of Brit Milah, in Siman Resh Samech, there's one saif in that uh, Siman, and he says over there, Mitzvah Ase Lamulit Alav Lamulit Benod is a mitzvah Ase for the father to do a Brit Milah for his son. Ugdulai Mitzvah Zo Mishal Mitzvot Ase. And this mitzvah is greater than all and the other, other mitzvot aseh in the Torah. It's a greater mitzvah than than other mitzvot aseh. And the reason for that is, says the Shach, because this mitzvah, unlike other mitzvot aseh, almost all the mitzvot aseh in the Torah don't have a punishment of karet, for someone who doesn't keep the mitzvah, the only two mitzvot in the Torah that we find that have the punishment of karet is milah and korban pesach. If someone doesn't do korban pesach or someone doesn't do milah, then he's hayav hasa shalom karet. And from there is uh, from from there we see that it's a greater mitzvah than all the other mitzvot I say in the Torah. And this uh, that's what it says in this week's parasha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Abraham Avinu to do Brit Milah, many psukim about that. And it says, V'arel zachar asher lo yimolet b'sar orlato, v'nechreta nefesh ahim me'ameha, et b'retzi hefar. And Arel, person without a Brit Milah, that uh, he doesn't want to do a Brit Milah, so then, Hash V'shalom, the punishment is karet. Now of course, who is the person who gets the karet? We, we know that Let's, let's, let's start like this. We know that the the person who has the commandment of doing Brit Milah when when a child is born is the father. The father, the Aviyat Ben, he's the one that has this, the Torah gave him this responsibility and this mitzvah of uh, performing a Brit Milah on his son. Now, that's a mitzvah ta'aseh. However, however, if uh, he doesn't do this mitzvah ta'aseh, of course, it's a very, it's an avira for him not to do this mitzvah ta'aseh. It's a bitul ta'aseh, but he does not get the punishment of karet. 
if 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 there's a, if the father's not doing this mitzvah, or he's not here to do it, whatever the whatever the reason is, so then who's the one who's commanded to take responsibility on this kid to do the brit milah? The halacha is the beddin. The beddin really, really all 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 of Bnei Israel, all the Jews are mechuyav. It's incumbent on them to take this responsibility to make sure that every child gets a brit milah. The one the 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 ones who are in charge of all of Ben Israel is the courts. So therefore, it's the responsibility of the courts to make sure that Bedin has to make sure that everyone's going to get a Brit Milah. Now, if for whatever reason, that also didn't take place. If the courts also, uh, for whatever reason, did not uh, do a Brit Milah for this kid, so this kid grows up, he becomes Bar Mitzvah, and when he becomes Bar Mitzvah, now he's a Mechoyav B'mitzvot, and now it's his responsibility for himself to get a Brit Milah done on himself. And this is where the Karet kicks in, that if he doesn't want to do that, or he, whatever, for whatever reason he doesn't, I mean, if, if it's a valid reason, uh, if, if he has a valid reason, so then for sure he's, uh, like for example, if it's a second up for him to get a Brit Milah, then for sure there's no punishment, and of course he doesn't have to get a Brit Milah, but if, if uh, other than that, if he doesn't get a brit milah, the chatzah shalom is hayav karet. That's the halacha of of the karet. Now, <coughs> maybe we'll say a little bit of a thought on this week's parasha regarding the brit milah. We find that after Kadosh Baruch Hu says to Avraham Avinu, commands him on the brit milah, and he tells him also to uh, that soon you're going to have Yitzhak Avinu, you're going to have the baby Yitzhak, and you're going to uh, He's going to also get a Brit Milah, whatever. So, uh, then finally it says, Vayichalit Abel Ito, Vayar Elohim Me'al Avraham. HaKadosh Baruch Hu finishes the whole talk with Avraham with Avraham Vinu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu leaves Avraham. Now, the first thing Avraham does, the next Pasuk says, Vayikach Avraham et Ishmael Beno, Vayit Kol Yilidei Beto, Vayit Kol Milkan Kaspo. Kol Zachar Ba'anche Bet Avraham. Avraham Vinu makes a big gathering, he takes Ishmael, he takes all his household, he takes the slaves, he takes all the males in his house. And Avraham Avinu performs a brit milah on all the above. All, everyone, all Ishmael, everyone. He, he makes a, he does a brit milah on them. The next pasuk says, Now the next pasuk talks about his own brit milah. But Abraham Avinu's own Brit Milah, that he was 99 years old when he got his own Brit Milah. So the Rishonim, the Ramban already points out that we see that, that we see from the order of the Psukim that Abraham Avinu did not first do his own Brit Milah. Abraham Avinu first did the Brit Milah on everyone else. He started with Ishmael, he went to Debeto, Miknat Kaspo, everybody, the whole entire household. And at the end, the last one was who? Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu was the one who got the Brit Milah last. And that's the next Pasuk that says he got his Brit Milah when he was 99. And then the Pasuk continues, and the next Pasuk after that continues and says Ishmael was 13 years old when he got his Brit Milah. So, we have to understand what the reason for that is. What is the reason for that? That Avraham Avinu decided to keep himself last, to the last. Isn't there a 
Though we know the Rizin Makdimili Mitzvot, you know, if someone who wants to do the Mitzvah, he should do it as quick as possible. Avraham Avinu should have uh, done the Mitzvah on himself first, and, and you know, he, he, so, uh, in order that he should he should be making the Mitzvah as soon as possible. And we know that a person, you know, we have, we, there's such a thing as Keshot Atzmecha V'Hagach Keshot Aharim. You know, a person has to fix himself first and then fix uh, everyone else. So what's going on over here? That Avraham Avinu decided to fix everyone else first and then fix himself. <laughs> That's question number one. Question number two is that we have two entire psukim here that point out how old Avraham Avinu was and how old Ishmael was. Now, we don't find anywhere in the Torah that when someone does whatever action, a good action or not good action, whatever it is, that the Torah has to come and tell us, you know how old he was when he did that? He was uh, whatever he was. He was nine, he was a hundred, he was whatever he was. Why over here all of a sudden do we have that the Torah has to come and, and specify and to tell us exactly the ages of the time that Avraham Avinu did the Brit and how old Ishmael was when he did the Brit, when he, when he got his Brit? What, what's, what's different over here when it comes to Brit Milah? So I saw in the Ketav Sofer, the Ketav Sofer is the son of the Hatam Sofer, and he says a very nice, uh, very nice uh, chat. He says that that a person could, could uh, when he does a mitzvah, a person could, or do the mitzvah, you know, just to say he did it, and just to say that he <laughs> did whatever was incumbent on him, and just to get over it. That's one way of doing mitzvah. But uh, the better way to do the mitzvah is to do it out of ahava, out of love. How to, what shows that a person does it out of love? The way what shows what, 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 how we see that a person does it out of love is if he does it, you know, to the fullest extent. He tries to maximize the mitzvah. He tries to make it uh, beautify the mitzvah, and to make it the the highest level of, of a mitzvah that it could be. Avraham Avinu did not. Did not want to do the mitzvah, you know, just to say he did it, but he wanted to maximize the mitzvah to the fullest, to the fullest degree. And uh, so, what, what, what did Abraham Avinu decide? How, how did he want? How, how did he maximize this mitzvah brit milah? So says the Ketav Sofer that when a person has a nisayon, a person that has a test. Uh, to do a certain mitzvah, or to, or not to do a certain avirah. So that test, if he passes that test, so that makes that that gives much more credit to that mitzvah. That's that's a much higher level of a mitzvah. It could be a mitzvah mitzvah to say, mitzvah to do something, and the test is if we'll see if he's going to go do it, or mitzvah not say that to us is not to do something, and for him it's hard not to do it. The the harder it is, the harder the test is. For him, for the person, so the, high, the 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 bigger the mitzvah turns out to be. So, says the Ketav Sofer that this is the reason why Avraham Avinu changed the order. This is the reason why Avraham Avinu first did the mitzvah on Ishmael, and then he did the mitzvah on himself. Why? He says because if let's say he would have first done himself, let's say he would have first did his own brit milah. Now Avraham Avinu was ninety-nine years old. He was an old man. And for him to do the Brit Milan himself is a big misirut nefesh. <coughs> and and uh, if after he would do the Brit Milan, and people would see that, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's okay, 
Of course, he was sick, but he, you know, he survived and he's fine and he, he's okay. So if Ismail would see that, then it wouldn't be such a great test for him to follow those footsteps and to do it on himself also. Why? Because if someone that's 99 could do it, so for sure someone who's 13 could also do it. So now, the Nisayon won't be as great for Ishmael. And Avraham Avinu didn't want, not only did he want that the mitzvah should be maximized for himself, he wanted the mitzvah to be maximized also for Ishmael, for her son. And the way to do that is to, maxim, is to, to put him in a test, to put him in a, in a Nisayon to be Mekayim, the mitzvah, for himself. So... So that, that's the reason why. So Abraham Avinu didn't want to first do his own Brit because then Ishmael is not going to have as strong as, uh, of a test uh, to do the Brit So the, the test, the, the mitzvah would be greater for Ishmael to do it first before Abraham Avinu. And on the, and on the, the other hand, the same thing is the same, it's the same also for Abraham. Abraham Avinu, for him to have a greater mitzvah, how would he have a greater mitzvah uh, through if if he would have a test for himself also? What what's what's what would be the test? What would be the nisayon for Avraham Avinu himself? The test would be that if after after he did the bring milan everybody and now everybody is all you know out of commission they're all you know sick they're all crippled because of the bring milan nobody could, could take could take care of him. So now that he does the bring milan this kind of state. That nobody could take care of him, so now it's a gr- much, much uh, more of a test for him to do the wimila on himself, because he's putting himself in a situation that of having a wimila with nobody that could do anything for him at the age of age of ninety nine. So that's a greater test for Abraham Avinu, and therefore he chose to do it in this way: that first everybody should have a wimila, and then. He should get his own brit milah, and that's a higher, bigger test, and that's a bigger mitzvah. So we see from here the importance of not just to do the mitzvot, but to do a mitzvah to the fullest degree and to to maximize the mitzvot. That's the thought of the of the Ktaf Sofer. We're going to go on mitzvot Hashem to say a little bit more the halachot of brit milah. So as we said. The mitzvah is on the father to do the brim milah for his son. Now, usually, the father is not a mohed. <coughs> so what is, what is he supposed to do? If he, how is he going to do his mitzvah? So everybody knows that the father hires a mohel, and he makes the mohel a shaliyah. He makes the mohel a messenger to go and do the brim milah on his son on his behalf. So we have here... It's as if the father himself is really doing the mitzvah. The Shohan Aruch says that the father should stand next to the mohel and to show that he's doing it on his behalf. I'm just going to find the Lashon of the Shohan Aruch. Aviyah ben stands by the mohel to, to show him and to, to, to show that he's, he's, he's a shaliyah for the Aviyah ben, just like a korban. The Koban, the Kohanim are Shluhim for us to bring the Koban, and the Ba'alim of the Koban, the owners of the Koban, stand by the Koban to show that the Kohanim are doing it for them. That's what the Shohan says. So this is, a, this is how the, the father, the Aviyah Ben, does the mitzvah. Now, the Ben Ishai happens to say 
we, we know that uh, if if the father himself is a mohel, right? If the father himself is a mohel, so for sure, it's a very uh, important thing for himself himself to do his own uh, mitzvah, his own brit milah on his son. But sometimes you have a situation that <coughs> that the Aviyah Ben, for some reason, does not want to perform the brit milah, and he wants to give it to someone else. So what, what would be an example of that? Let's say the father wants to be a sandak. The father wants to sit down on the chair and hold the baby during the brit milah. And we find that it's a greater mitzvah to be a sandak than to be the mohel. It's a, it's a greater, it's a bigger ma'ala. It's a bigger, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a higher, higher, higher uh, ma'ala to be a sandak more than a mohel. So, what if the had been decides, you know, I want to be the sandak. So is it right for him to give up the, his mitzvah and to give it to someone else and he should be the sandak? Says the Benish Hai, yeah, there's no problem. He says, even though we know that, uh, he says the Benish Hai that the father is anyways making a messenger. Right? So he is actually performing the mitzvah. He's making a messenger and when the messenger does it, it's as if he's doing it. So there is a shluchosh adam kimoto. So in essence he is doing the mitzvah brit milah, he is like being as if he's being the mohel. But, we know the mitzvah boyotem abeshluchol, it's better for a person to do the summing himself than to send a messenger. But in this case, that he has a good, a good valid reason why he wants to give that up, and he wants, because he wants to be sandak, so we don't worry about the mitzvah boyotem abeshluchol, we just say that since shluchosh adam kimoto, so therefore, the, it's fine for the father not to be the mohel, He'll he'll make a messenger and he's gonna be the sandak. Or you could have a case that the father wants the father that Samuel wants to give it to Mohel that's a, you know Gedol Batorah someone who's a great person and uh, uh, that's that's why he wants to give up and make a messenger. So that's also fine. It's fine for the father to give up his mitzvah and to give it to someone else <coughs> and to make a messenger. Uh, this that we said that there that the, that. Uh, there's an anyan to give it a gadol b'torah. It's mefurash in the Rama. The Rama says that a person should try as much as possible to get a mohel that's a that a good mohel and a tzaddik. V'yesh la'adam la'hazor u'l'hader ha'har mohel u'ba'al berit ha'yoter tov v'tzaddik. Both the mohel and the sandak should be people of that there should be tzaddikim, there should be righteous people. And the uh, Levush says that the bigger of a tzaddik that the mohel is or the sandak is, so the more that's going to help for the child, that that's going to be mashpia on the child, on the rachanimol, that he should also become like them. And when they have the proper kavanot during the brit, so that that, uh, that that infuses into the kid also. And that, that, that also causes the kid to also be a tzaddik. So that's a big, uh, that's a big thing to take into consideration when we're looking for a barbarit, for looking for a mohel, is to take someone who's a tzaddik. Now, just to mention, it's something that has to be mentioned. Uh, it's, it's so, it's, you know, sadly that we know, it's a sad thing to say that, you know, there's people <coughs> that are out there and they, they decide to just, you know, find the person in the hospital. They think that this is the safest way out for circumcising their kid. 
and uh, you know, keep it in the hospital and just take whoever's there in the hospital, whoever's, whoever happens to be the guy who circumcises in the hospital. Hasbe Shalom. It's, it's, it's a very, very big problem. And, and it has to be said that, that whoever thinks that he's doing any good for the kid by doing such a thing to his kid, he should know that he's basically wounding his kid without performing any mitzvah avoid milah. Because if this person is a goy, the person who's circumcising is a goy, or even if he's a Jew but he's not, a, not an observant Jew, he's a mumal, a person who doesn't keep Torah mitzvot. So he's not, he's not valid to do a brit milah. And for him to do a brit milah, it's basically doing wounding a kid and without doing any mitzvah, and then he not just that not just that there's no mitzvah but he also runs into very very big complications after that if there's what to fix because once the awla is off so what else what else is there to do now in order to fix up this brimila so the big mahlokit if there's an option of latif dambrit we know that when a kid is born when he's mahul so so uh, what, what 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 the is is that uh, we're matif dambri. We take uh, whatever uh, needle and we prick the kid in that area of the wimila, and we take out even just one drop is fine, one drop of blood, and that's dambrit, and that's how that's what we do for lorad mahul. So the question is, what happens when a person got a wimila that's not a good wimila? It doesn't count as a wimila. Like so, in this case of a goy or a mumar that did a brit milah, what do we do now? The Ramah says, the Ramah in which the Ashkenazim follow, usually says that yeah, you should do hatafat dambrit after such a thing. And the Shach also agrees to that. And uh, I think that no, the Levush. I don't remember if the Shach also says that, but the Levush also says the same thing. In uh, the Maran Bet Yosef, the Maran Shulchan Aruch, is, it's not so clear what he holds about that. In the Bet Yosef, it sounds like he also agrees to that, that they should do Hatafat Dambrit. But in Maran Shulchan Aruch, Maran, when he wrote uh, Sefer Kesef Mishneh, Kesef Mishneh is, is, a, is an explanation on the Rambam that was written by Yosef Karo. And over there, it sounds like he learned that there's no Hatafat Dambrit in such a case. And there's a long truva about that in Yabi Omer. And just in short, he, it's very complicated. And it's uh, not good <laughs> for many reasons to get into this problem. So, if Hasan Shalom, a person knows about his past, and he knows that when he was a kid, his parents maybe weren't observant, and they, they went for such a kind of thing like that, and now he wants to know what to do, so of course he should uh, call, he should try to contact a great authority and a, you know, a rabbi to to see what there what there is to be done. <clears throat> but that's just something that we have to mention here so that people should be aware. Now <clears throat> uh, yeah. We'll speak a little bit about the of the the bracha of Lechniso, Bibrito Shalom Avinu. We know that besides for the bracha of the Mohel, the Mohel makes a bracha, Asher Gidishanu Mimsav Yisvanu, Ala Mila. And Avia Ben makes a bracha, Asher Gidishanu Mimsav Yisvanu, Lechniso, Bibrito Shalom Avinu, to bring him into the 
Brit of Avram Avinu. Now, I'm sure that people all know that there are different minhagim about this baracha, about when you, when the Aviyah Ben recites this baracha. Um, Ashkenazim recite this baracha right after the Mohel says, Asher Kirishan al-Aramila, and he cuts with a knife, and then right after that, the Aviyah Ben makes a baracha l'achniso b'veritos l'avavavinu. There are certain Sfaradim, like the Mar- Moroccans also do the same thing, like the Ashkenazim, that's when they do the Lachniso. But a lot of Sfaradim, the Minhag in Eretz Israel, and a lot of other Sfaradim, the, the Minhag is that they make Lachniso earlier. That means after the Aviyah Ben says all the Psukim, he says Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, and Hashem Moshiana, and then he makes a Shaliyah. And then Rav Shalai says, "Bishul Mugai Verabotai Shemaim Shal Kishan Zanu Lachnisov Betosh Hamavivu." And then they put the kid on the kisei shel Eliyahu, and then they take the kid, and the, and the Mohel does his job, and that's that's many svaradim. That's what they do. <coughs> As brought down, this is the it's brought down in the, already in the early Acharonim that this was the this was always the minhag in Egypt, in the Sefer Darke Noam, and also the Sefer Maram El Ashkar. They were both in Egypt. Maram el Ashkar, Rabbi Moshe el Ashkar. Darkei Noam was written by Rabbi Mordechai Halevi, which was the father of the Ginat Varadim, Rabbi Avraham Halevi. And they both say that the mitzvah, that the minhag in Egypt was to do the bracha before, like the Sfaradim do today, a lot of Sfaradim do today. <coughs> so what, 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 what's this all about? If you do the bracha before, you do the bracha afterwards. So if you look in the Gemara in Shabbat, at the end of the Terek, Rabbi Aitor de Mila, on Daf Kuf Lamidzayin Amud Bet, over there the Gemara, the order of the Gemara is Haman Omer Asher Kiddushanu Tzavetzavanu Ala Mila. The one who's Mal, the Mohel says Asher Kiddushanu Ala Mila. Aviyah Ben Omer Asher Kiddushanu Tzavetzavanu Lachnisov Vutosh Avam Vino. Aviyah Ben says Lachnisov Vutosh Avam Vino. Haomdim Omrim Kishem Shenechas Abberi Kachik Kinesat Rav Chavam Asim Tovim. So the order of the Gemara here in Shabbat is first Ala Mila. And then Lehachniso, and then Keshem Shinechas Abarit Kachik Kines Torah Chavam Asim Tovim. That's what we have here in the Gemara. So it sounds, it's it's pretty clear. It sounds like the Minhagad Ashkenazim today. So the Tosafot here on the spot says that the Rashbam, Rabbeinu Shmuel Bar Meir, the grandson of Rashi, changed the Gersa. He 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 had the, in his Gemara it was the opposite. In his Gemara he uh, he changed the Gersa and. First he had Aviyah Ben Omer Lechniso, and then the man, Haman Omer Alamila. The one the Mohel says Alamila. Says why? Why? Why did he change the Gersa? Because says Rashbam, what's going on? We know that every bracha of the mitzvot, all the mitzvot, mevarich alehem over laasiyatan. We know that every whenever you make a bracha on the mitzvah, first you make. First you do the bracha, then you do the mitzvah. All, that's how all the berakot and mitzvot have to be. First you make a bracha, ala chilat matzah, and then you eat the matzah. First you make ala chilat ulav, then you take the lulav. Tefillin, and same thing. All the mitzvot, first you make the bracha, and then you do the mitzvah. So how could it be here that first the mohel does the bina, and then the father says lech nisof? That's one proof. And also he says that the word lech sounds like he's about to do it. Lech I'm... I'm I'm gonna be machnis him after he already did the brit, so it uh, doesn't make much sense to say I'm about to do it. So the Rishbam says that the bracha has to be 
the bracha has to be before the Brit Milah. And, and not only that, the Rashbam changed the Minhag. The Minhag, where he lived, apparently was that, uh, that he used to make the bracha later, like the Ashkenazim. And the Rashbam decided, no, I'm changing the Minhag, and I'm making the bracha that should be recited earlier. That, that's what the Rashbam held. Now, Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam is the brother of the Rashbam, and he's also the grandson, yeah, he's the grandson of Rashi, the brother of Rabbeinu Tam, and Rabbeinu Tam said, no, 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 we're not going to change the Gemara, we're not going to change the Minhag. The Gemara, the way it says it by us, is first Anamila, and then Lachniso. And Rabbeinu Tam says, I'm bringing the Minhag back to what it used to be, and we're not uh, going and changing the Minhag. We're going to make the Nachniso later after the Mohel says Anamila. Says Rabbeinu Tam, and what are we going to do with the questions of Rashbam? What are we going to do about <coughs> what the Rashbam is saying? Is that you have to make the Bracha over la Asiyatan? So says Rabbeinu Tam that, uh, no, over here is an exception. Why? Because, because when do we say that you have to make the bracha over la'asiyatan? That's when the one who's doing the mitzvah is making the bracha. It's the same person, he's, do, he's making a bracha, and he himself is doing the mitzvah. Then he has to first do the bracha and say, and do, then do the mitzvah. First he says the bracha, and then he does the mitzvah. That's only if the same guy is doing it. But over here, that you have that the mohel is doing the mitzvah. And Aviyad uh, Ben is making the bracha. So it's two different people. When it's two different people... So then we don't care about the fact that it has to be over Asiyatan. Since the Mohel is here doing the uh, Mira, so the Aviyah Ben can make the Bracha after. We don't have the, the rule of over Asiyatan when there's two different people. One is doing the Bracha, one is doing the Mitzvah. Another answer that they give for this question of over Asiyatan is that we don't say that that there's a... Over Asiyatan is only Bracha Mitzvot. Only when we... Only when he... A bracha that's instituted for a mitzvah, that's when you have to have the first, you make the bracha and then the mitzvah. But over here is bakot ha-shevah. Bakot ha-shevah is a praise. It's just a praise. A praise you can praise before, you can praise after. There's no, there's no uh, rules, there's no regulations about when to make a bracha for praise. So, therefore, the bracha, they say that is a bracha of praise, so you can make it also later. That's another, that's another answer, and that's what uh, that's what Rabbi Nutan holds. Now the Rosh comes with a little bit of a, a little bit of a compromise. He has a, a pshara. The Rosh says, you know what? Let's let's make everyone happy. We're gonna first the Mohel is gonna first make the Anamila. He's gonna take his knife and cut off the Aula, and then before the Priya. Before he has a chance to do the pri'ah, then right away the father should say, and then he does the pri'ah. Why? Because we know that mal velo parak ilu no mal. A person who does the breed, he doesn't do pri'ah. It's as if he didn't do anything. It's as if he did not do any brit milah. If a person on Shabbat did milah, the mohel did brit milah on Shabbat, and he did not do pri'ah, then, Hasm Shalom is Hayav Mita. Right? Hayav Skila. He did Hayav Shabbat. Why? Because he didn't, did not perform any, any mitzvah. He just wounded uh, someone on Shabbat. And uh, there's no mitzvah. So, it says the Rosh, since Mal Velo Parak Ilo Lo Mal, 
So it's not a problem to wait to make the bracha later, because he still didn't do the mitzvah. It's still called over the And that's what the Rosh says. We find a similar similar idea when it comes to Nitzrat Yadayim. Nitzrat Yadayim, we always make the bracha after we wash our hands. What happened to Aver Asiyatan? The answer is that we make the bracha before the niguv, before we, before we dry our hands. Uh, and uh, since the part of the mitzvah is to, is to dry your hands, so it ends. It it also has, it also has a status of Aver Asiyatan because you still didn't do the niguv. The same thing here is that. Uh, same thing here is that even after the the, the cutting of the milah was done, but still there's still the priya left and and therefore you can make the the bracha right before the priya. That's what the Rosh says, and that is what the Shulchan Aruch brings down. Shulchan Aruch brings down the, the, exactly what the Rosh says that between the milah and the priya, that's the time to do lechnisov mevritosh aravinu. Now, it's it's known that when there's a minhag, so we don't go after what the Shulchan Aruch says, we go after the minhag, and especially if it's an old minhag, so if it's a minhag that that uh, stems from even before before the times of the Shulchan Aruch, and the reason for that is that the Maran Shulchan Aruch in his Hagdama, in the Hagdama of Bet Yosef, he himself writes that he's not here to take away the minhagim that that, that already set up. So therefore, we always, we go after the minhag. We go after the minhag. And what is a minhag? Of course, the minhag has to have some basis, but over here we have have plenty of basis. We have the the Rashbam that the minhag is to do the lechniso prior to the alamila, and uh, on top of that, besides for that fact, it's a minhag, but also the Ahonim bring down that this is also the opinion of the Rambam. The Rambam also holds to make it before. And this is apparently why it became the minhag like that in Egypt, because since the Rambam lived in Egypt, so and that's what he was uh, that, that's what he was to do in Egypt. So that's how the minhag uh, ended up being like that in Egypt all the years, all the generations after the Rambam held like that. His son, his son, Rabbi Avram ben Rambam, writes about his father that he held like that. And not only that, the Rif has a truva about that, and he also holds that it has to be done before the Mila. And also he brings the and also the Ha'onim bring that also the Geonim. The Geonim and the Chuvada Geonim they also write to do the Lachniso before. <coughs> so that is the Minhagad Sfaradim. Now with the Avad, what if the person didn't do the Lachniso before? So of course with the Avad he could do it like Maran says, after the after the cutting, but before the Priya. Now what if the Priya was done? Many times you have a situation that the father gets a little bit nervous or he gets a little bit confused and everyone else also gets a little confused. And then they realize when they, you know, they're wrapping things up and all of a sudden they remember, hey, what about the last saw and what about the Shehayanu and, and everyone goes, uh, and it becomes even a bigger confusion now. So the, what I think is, is that the Barakhav Lechnisor, after the Priya was done, the Avia Ben cannot recite anymore because since we have the opinions that hold that it has to be Aver Asiyatan, so if that passes, if you already did the mitzvah, so you can't make the bracha anymore. It's just like making a bracha matzah after you finish eating the matzah or whatever it is. So you can't make the bracha lechniso after the priya was done, after the priya was finished. So what should he do? 
let him, he can make the bracha without Shem Malchut. He can be Meherher the Shem Malchut and say the bracha without Shem Malchut because there are also opinions, like we said, that they hold that this bracha does not have to be Avela Asiyatan because it's Berkot or because uh, it's a different person doing the mitzvah, the bracha and the mitzvah are two different people. So you don't have to have Avela Asiyatan. So therefore, to be outside that she taught, that hold that you could make this bracha even after the bri'ah. So say it with Hashem Malchut. Maybe that's for Ashkenazim, maybe the Adachah is different, that uh, they can make even with Hashem Malchut. But we hold that there's Sabal, Safek Bechol Akel, can make the bracha. And what about the Shehayanu? So we know that the Shehayanu is usually recited, the Shehayanu, the Sfaradim recite Shehayanu. Ashkenazim don't have the Shehayanu. But Sfaradim don't have the Shehayanu, so they say the Shehayanu after the Anamila. Also, the same time that the Ashkenazim would say that, that's when we say the Shehayanu. What if they forgot to say the Shehayanu? What if the father didn't say the Shehayanu? And it's already, you know, time goes by, it's already after the Pri'ah, he's already doing the Metzitzah or the bandage. Could he still say the Shehayanu? Now, I knew that he could still say the Shehayanu. Shehayanu doesn't have to be over the Asiyatan. Let him make right now the Shehayanu. And, uh,. That's, 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 what, that's what I think the Alecha is, that he could still make the Shehayanu. That's as far as the Barcha of Lachniso and the Shehayanu. Now, Abrit Milan Shabbat. Abrit Milan Shabbat, we know that, of course, Hanun Shabbat is something that's very, very harsh, but since the mitzvah of Milah is so, so great, so the Torah tells us that that Hilul Shabbat, that, that, that on Shabbat you could perform a Brit Milah. Where does the Torah say that? The Torah says it, not in this week's parasha, the Torah says it in parasha Tazri'ah. It says over there, she has a seven day Tum'ah, and the eighth day after that is the day of the Brit Milah, of Yom HaShemini, Yimol Besar Avulato. The question is, why does it say, Ubayom Hashemini? Because it said, Ubashemini. Why does it say, Ubayom Hashemini? An extra word, Bayom. So, so the Chachamim learned from that, that Ubayom is coming to include Shabbat. I feel it Shabbat. When, uh, even on Shabbat, you do a Brimila. So since, so, so, so now it's obvious, that since we're learning from this Pasuk, that <laughs> says Ubayom Hashemini, so the Yom Hashemini that's going to be the High Shabbat, it's only if it's Yom HaShemini. That means that we're only going to say that you can make a bring me on Shabbat only if this day that you're doing it is on the eighth day. But if it's not the eighth day, then the Torah didn't speak about that. Then, then we don't have Ubayom. It doesn't say Ubayom HaTeshi'i, it says Ubayom HaShemini. So when we're learning out that that you could push off Shabbat for bring me that's only when it says Shemini. So Milah Shalob is Manah, it's not the high Shabbat. And not only, not only if you're sure it's Shalob is mana, even if it's a Safek Shalob is mana. That means even if you're not sure if it's Bizmana or not. What, what would be a case of you're not sure? If he was born, Ben Hashemashot. <coughs> if he was born, let's say, Friday night. Friday night, during when it was half day, half night, Ben Hashemashot, after Shkia'ah, before it's the Kochavim. So then you have a situation that you don't know if it was day or it was night. So that, I mean, we don't know if he was born on Friday or he was born on Shabbat. So in such a case, you can't do it on Friday because maybe it's, I mean, maybe he was born on Shabbat. You can't do it on the seventh day. And you can't do it on Shabbat because maybe he was born on Friday and then it's Shalobi's Manah. 
So what is the movie performed? The movie is performed on Sunday. And that's going to be the ninth day. Or the tenth day. And that's the time that he could do the Brit Mila. And not only that. <laughs> not only not only do we say that a suffix is not the high Shabbat. Even if, let's say, let's say it's, it's even more than that. We, the Saladim, we are no heg, like the Shittada holds, that a milah is not performed even on a Thursday or a Friday. Why? Because, because since we're putting ourselves in a situation of maybe Hilul Shabbat, because the kid is going to be after a bleed, and he might need some care, which will have to be, uh, well, we'll need Hailul Shabbat. So, therefore, we don't want to do the Brit Milah on a Thursday or a Friday in order not to come to Hailul Shabbat. But, of course, so if the, if the Brit is Bismano, if he was born on a Thursday and the Brit is on the following Thursday, or the Brit is Bismano on a Friday, then there's no question we do the Brit Bismano. It's not, it's not any worse than Shabbat itself. But if the Brit is Shalobizmana, then we don't make we don't do the Brit on on a Thursday or a Friday. Now this is only Humra for Shabbat. Uh, that uh, only for Shabbat we say that we don't wanna come to Hailul Shabbat, so we don't do it on a Thursday or Friday, but on Yom Tov we don't have that uh on Yom Tov you could do it two days prior to Yom Tov, or one day prior to Yom Tov, and even though Shilob is Mana, we don't, uh, we're not Mahmir this Humran the Yom Tov. Since Yom Tov, Hailul Yom Tov is not as Hamur as Hailul Shabbat. So it's not a Hayuv Mamita. So therefore, we're not Mahmir on Yom Tov. We know that uh, <coughs> a first time Mohel is not supposed to do a breed on Shabbat. Even if it means to push off the breed. And even if it's the father, we, we, we don't do a first time Brit on, on Shabbat because we're scared that maybe he'll be Mikalkel, maybe he won't do a proper Brit and then it's gonna be, it's gonna end up with Hilul Shabbat without no mitzvah. <coughs> so, there's no such thing as a person doing a first time Brit on Shabbat. But, what's Archa on Yom Tov? On Yom Tov, so the Mishnah Bura says that if if it's Yom Tov Shenish and Galuyot, if it's a second day Yom Tov, which is just the Rabbanan, so that we don't have the Halakha of the first time Mohel. First time Mohel could be a Mohel on Yom Tov Sheni. On Yom Tov Rishon, it's a question. Yom Tov Rishon, the Oraita, so it's not clear what's the Halakha on, if it could be a first time Mohel. So the Mishnah Bura says that Lechatheila, you shouldn't do it. Lechatheila, a first time, uh, you should not do a first Brit on Yom Tov. But, if it's a situation that there's nobody else, and also the person knows himself that he's able to do it, and he knows and, he, and he's confident that he's able to do it properly, and there's nobody else, so then we permit it, or then we allow it. But otherwise, Lechatheila, we don't, it's, it's better for us to allow it in such a case than to push it off. It's not like Shabbat, but Lechatheila, uh, we don't, we don't do it. That's as far as that's concerned, as the first time Mohel. Now, it's very important also to know, which maybe people might not be, might not be aware of, that, that being that the Torah wrote this halakha, the Milah is Ohai Shabbat, in Parashat Tazriya, 
Right? It says in Parashat Tazriya, after he spoke about Tumat Leda, that the woman is Tamir Leda. And right over there it says, So there are opinions in the Gemara that say, that when do we say that the Milah is Zohai Shabbat? When do we say that Milah pushes, over, pushes off Shabbat? It's only when there's Tumat Leda. Only when the mother has his Tumah of Leda. But, if let's say the mother does not have the Tumah, for example, there was never a Leda. Let's say she never gave birth. How do you have a, a woman that had a baby but never gave birth? She had a baby but she never gave birth. How do you have that? If they had a cesarean birth. A cesarean birth is a regular uh, surgery. And she, they took out the baby some other way. But there's no, there was never a birth there. It's not a natural birth. Not a natural birth. So there's no Tumat Leda. No Tumat Leda. So we don't have Obayom HaShemini. So really, really according to that opinion that holds, that's not the Hai Shabbat, also you don't have to do it on the eighth day. And if you all get to do it on the eighth day, then it is the Hai Shabbat. But since we, we are, since there's a Safiq in the Halakha, of how we, how we, how we hold, which, which opinion in the Gemara we hold like, so therefore we have to be Mahmir both ways. We're Mahmir that it has to be on the Shemini, on the eighth day. But now that we have to be Mahmir not to do it on Shabbat. So, so in short, a cesarean birth, the first thing uh, Mohel has to has to inquire when he hears about the kid that was born on Shabbat is what kind of birth it was. If it was a natural birth, then you do it on Shabbat. If it was not a natural birth, if it was a cesarean, then there's no bleed on Shabbat. It's pushed off till to Sunday. That's the uh, of of, uh, yeah, of Milan Shabbat. We know that uh, we know that uh, that after we after the Mohel takes off the Agla. So he puts the Aula in Afar, in dirt. Right? We put the we put the Aula in the dirt. There's, there's some reason to pick up a for this. And we, there's a midrash about that also about Bilam that he saw the the Aulot in, in the midbar that were covered with dirt. And he said, "Mimana Afar Yaakov, who's gonna who could stand against this zehut of of Mila that Ben Israel have? Where he saw the, all the Aulot uh, under the dirt. So." We put the Aula in the dirt. And, uh, of course, dirt on Shabbat is mukteh. You're not allowed to move around dirt. So what are you supposed to do? You have to take dirt and <coughs> set it aside for this purpose. And, uh, you know, once you set it aside, so then it uh, takes off the Yisur of mukteh. But uh, what about the mukteh for the knife? Mukteh for the knife is a big mahlok at the Haronim. What happens if it's, uh, if, 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 if the knife of the Milah is mukteh? So, we're not going to get into the whole discussion on the Mahlokit, it's already late, but basically, Bidrat al-Dahak, if a person should not put down the knife and then go carry it again to put it away, because now he's entering the question of the Haronim of Mimi Mukteh. Lechatchila, he should right away put it away in, the, in his, in his uh, bag or whatever it is, and leave it there, not clean it, and have it there till after Shabbat, and then take care of it after Shabbat. <coughs> if he puts it straight into his bag, and there's something that's more hashuv there also in the bag, so it doesn't become a basis, then he's allowed to take his whole bag, the whole bag, and put it away after that, the whole case, and <coughs> put it away. That's what the best thing would be to, uh, to do. But Yavad, that he put it down, and he's scared that maybe it will get stolen or whatever. It's not gonna, it's gonna get damaged. So then he's allowed to be so mechana haunim to uh, pick up this knife and put it away.
that's the halacha of the knife. Yeah, so, Bezal Hashem, we shall all be zocheh to do this uh, mitzvah with uh, all the hidurim, with all the, with all the simcha, and Bezal Hashem, we shall have mesmachot, and banim, banot, Bezal Hashem, this audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakhic consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call one eight four four two hundred TSHC or email info at the SHC dot org to subscribe.